welcome, welcome to Critical Ditto, a Pokemon role-playing podcast being listened to by you right now as of this moment. I can say that is factually true. I'm Stuart, I will be running the game. I love it, Stu, you've gone in big. Uh, I'm Ali, I play Kenneth Mullet, otherwise known as Kenny, the hex maniac with a lovely soul who's out to find out why he's got these weird powers and how to control them. By his side, he has his trusty bow tie, the Dartrix, a Magikarp called Moustache, and Hoops the Salandit. I am David. I am playing Theo, the rarely victorious but eternally sardonic member of the Church of Slaslo. And on my Pokemon team, I have Meditite, the Meditite. I have um, <laughs> the the victorious, well, not victorious at all, Sawaddle, um, that also has no name, uh, Kabuto, formerly known as Cabbage, but now known as Kabuto, but sometimes known as Cabbage, the Kabuto, and uh, Togekiss. That needs no more explanation. No more explanation. If you don't know, <laughs> now you know. Hi, my name is... Oh, that was loud on the, the old tech there. Oh, okay. No, no, I'm still going. Hi, my name is Tom. I have... Uh, no, I'm playing. Okay, this is a bad start. Right, come on. Come on, here we go. Here we go. I... I, <laughs> I Brandy. I play... <laughs> Tom, tell us what Pokemon you've got and get on with it. Come on. <laughs> I play Brandy. Uh, I have... A Baneri called Wimpy. I have a Scroopy called Gary, and I have a Munchlax called Snorleone. I did it, guys. I did it. <laughs> I did words. Are you all right, Tom? I don't know. What's going on, man? I feel so alone. I feel so alone at home. Okay, Tom. We're all in this together. We are in this together. Look, we're in. We're on our own in our houses, but we're together in this moment, and that mm. is a wonderful, beautiful thing we should celebrate. And in celebrating that, let's all figure out what happened last time. Previously on Critical Ditto. I'd like each of you to tell me one of the articles on this newspaper. Seto Kappa's arm around Bash and Heron. They've captured another pseudo-legendary. Team Helsing looking for volunteers to help them on their big safari. A poker-powered person out of control. A brief nib about how immigration to the Conclave has tightened up following a series of events that could be accused of anti-church terrorism. It is time for us to leave Piranile and go onto the long-awaited Nidorian Express. You're going to the Pokemon Daycare. There's a person dressed as a Mr. Rhyme. Would you care to challenge me, Theo, to a Pokemon battle? Challenge accepted. A small girl comes up to you. Enya? Lots of people make fun of me because I want to join the church, so it'd be really nice if they could see someone from the church being cool. Well, then they should all be paying some attention to this. Kabuto conjures another Aquajet, and this Delibird is just thrown to the ground. The voice crackles in over the intercom. Inspection, Inspection begins. The following scene occurred without Tom present, who was having technical issues. David, Ali, and Stu decided to begin a scene in Hoity Toity's daycare carriage. This is what took place. How did we end up here? It all went a bit blank. I want you and Moustache to go away and I want to create a scenic representation of Theo's battle. And then Theo, I want you to look at this piece and I want you to communicate how it makes you feel. Because battling is about feelings and not just about strategy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, you know, feelings, feelings is overrated, I feel. Feeling is overrated? Kenny and Moustache have uh, gone over to, like, a blank wall and have just started just painting away. Um, 
Do you know what? I would stop yes, you. Yes, let's demolish some property. <laughs> Vandalism. <laughs> I, I only rent the carriage, please. Please. I beg of you. I beg of you. I've got no more Pokemon to stop you with. <laughs> I could try and channel the children to my cause. Let me roll. Let me channel roll persuasion. Children. Hang on. Channel the children. Channel don't, the children. Don't question my language. I All right. will. Oh I'm going to roll. I'm, Mr. Rhyme is going to roll a d20 to persuade the children to stop Kenny drawing on the wall. Here we go. Oh, it's a six. It's not good enough. It's so not good enough. It might be bad enough to get you. They might turn on Mr. Rhyme. No, children. Eat him alive. Please. Please. Can I roll 2d6 to see how good the, the thingy is? Actually, should I roll a, a d100 to see roll a, d100. a percentage? Art, art cannot be defined by 2d6. Alright, so this is, this, this, is a, what, this is this is what this is what Kenny and Mustache's mural would get on on an exam. Forty nine. <laughs> Bang oh. average. It's really <laughs> in the middle, isn't it? it is. Barely it a pass. I would it say is the most average mural. <laughs> I mean your your humanoid figures are decent, but your 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 perspective is so poor. Stick figured Theo <laughs> throwing Kabuto at the at like a bird. It's not it's not even a deli bird. It's just like a beak. Well, it is accurate, I suppose. But Theo, you look you look at this mural and, and, and tell me what you see. Theo Theo pauses for a second and, and in their mind they think what what's gonna be beneficial here in this situation? Is it is it the truth or is it a compliment? Theo goes, I think it's gonna be a compliment. I I you might think that this illustration is bad, but that's just because you haven't seen the uh, the cave drawings and Byzantine era images from early Formia, proto Formia, some have said. Um, and as a as an academic in art history as well as in Pokemon battling, and as you can see, I've excelled in one, so I must excel in the other. Um, this is a beautiful representation of classical classical Formian art. So well done, Kenny. Well done to you and Mustache. That is so weird because I was gonna say exactly the same thing. I could feel that you were. Well, I think I think we all learned something from this little little adventure, didn't we? Now, listen, you all have a wonderful time, and I know we haven't got off to the best of uh, best of starts here, but I want you to know that you are welcome here. Should you be in need of uh, of daycare, particularly for that uh, that pink haired girl, I could see her. She definitely needs some some kind of care. Thank you okay. so much. Uh, I'm sure we'll find some use for you later. I have a feeling we'll be seeing you very soon, Fade to Black. Right, so Tom, you missed some really, really critical narrative stuff that happened there. I can't, I can't wait to catch up in the edit. To explain, I think Brandy was still under the pile of children, so she just didn't, <laughs> yeah. just didn't see it. So the inspection announcement beacons across the train ring out with a loud, coarse voice calling out, "Inspection!" I don't know if that's what I did last time. Probably not. I'm going to give you some other wild reason that, and then you can pick the one closest to what I did last time. Inspection! <laughs> inspection! Young Skywalker, your inspection. <laughs> yeah, that was the one you did. That was it. I think that was it. Yeah. I've got a bad feeling about this. Um, anyway, this announcement rings out across the train. On a train in the Formia region, there is a sort of formal train inspection in which passengers would go to their assigned 
passenger carriage, take their their seats, and basically just you know get their tickets inspected. Hold on, hold hold on, hold on. You're telling me we're living in a world where people sit down and the ticket conductor comes in and they get their tickets checked. It's farcical and fantastical. I know that is I insane. Know. I don't think I can quite get to grips with that. We've done a lot of unbelievable things on this podcast, but this is gonna this is gonna jump the. Do shark you want a second a to just wrap your head around it? Do you need yeah. a minute? Okay. No, it's alright. All right. Let's just go with it. I'll, I'll just, I'll do it live. Mate, it's whimsical. If you're lucky, I might give the inspector like a weird device that like punches the ticket or something and like creates a hole. Now you hold on a minute there, sir. You know that you need to go to your seats. I'm not saying you have to, but that's what the sort of expected norm social behaviour would be in this situation. What do you guys do? Does anyone know where our seats are? I've got no idea. Does it not say on our tickets? On your ticket, yes, it has some uh, has some assigned seats. You're in uh, the passenger car just upstairs from the daycare car. Great. Okay, team, I think it's best if we stay under the radar for as long as possible. Should we just go get our tickets done? Get this. I thought you were going to go, it's best for us to stay under the radar, so let's go underground. <laughs> let's go Let's go basement minus two. Off the grid. <laughs> he snaps his poor iPhone in half and jumps out of a window. <laughs> Kenny, I'm totally with you on this. Look, the, the last thing we need is like to get into like a weird rumble argument because you know me, I hate an argument. I don't want to get involved. It's true, Brandy. And so I reckon we just take our seats. They ask us where we're going. We say, it's none of your business. Who are you? Actually, let's hope they don't ask it. Let's hope they don't ask it. Let's not have that conversation. Brandy, if you get into an argument, Kenny, if you took off your clothes again, or... Too late! I don't... Oh! (laughs) Excuse me! Sir! Sir, there are children here. There are literally children everywhere. What are you doing? Kenny, (laughs) undercover. We are undercover. I was showing everyone my undercovers. Sweet. That's what undercover means. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's okay. I understand where you've made the mistake. Who else but Kenny? Up you go in the elevator. You find your way into the passenger car. The elevator doors open. Um, apparently with dry ice. Um, <laughs> just a snow run stood in the corner of the lift. Just going. <laughs> the passenger car gets quite modern. It's quite well furnished. It's very clean. It's very well tended. You find your way to booth B4. It's closed off at the moment, but there's another little ticket section next to the door where you would scan your tickets. Door slides open once again. The booth is is nice. It's got a little table. It's got some snacks, some refreshments, some reading materials as well on the on the table. And there's someone in there. Oh. Sprawled across one side of the bench. It looks like this this person is sort of covering themselves, a duffily coat that they've wrapped over, and it looks like they're just sleeping there. What do you do? Okay. Shh. Yeah, and Brandy, if you could not start an argument with whoever it is in the next <laughs> It's not my fault. This random person is in our carriage. Okay, okay. This is just, ours. Why don't you we paid a... for it? This I mean is... we didn't pay for it, but you know. Why don't you just work this all out now? Uh, quietly before we wake them up and then we just okay, give me one, Randy, give, Randy, give here, me one here, second here's the pillow I take the pillow and you're going to smother him no no <laughs> no Brandy takes the pillow puts it All against right, her so, face so Brandy goes, as, you, as you move to put the pillow on the person's face um, no. if you could just roll <laughs> no, roll 2d6 for happening. me this is not <laughs> okay this is not what's uh, looks like Tom it looks like your dice function is not working I'll just roll for you Hang no on. don't um, roll don't okay. roll. This is railroading you to the a nine. extreme. Okay, yes. I know we're on so a train. You put the pillow I know down, we're on a train, but this cover is too their airways too. quite extensively. Uh, it's, they struggle for about 20 seconds. Um, it's pretty brutal, actually. It's pretty drawn out. Okay, I'm sorry. So after not smothering the person lying down, I take the pillow, I put it up to my mouth, and Brandy goes, What the hell are you doing? 
a train carriage. This is our train carriage. Get the hell out. You, this is, you're a moron. Is that what? Can you not read? Where's your ticket? Oh, you're a classic. Do you live here? Is this your home? Didn't think so. Now get out of the train. And then she hands the pillow back to Kenny. Oh, thanks a lot, Kenny. I feel a lot better, yeah. You're welcome. Kenny puts his ear up to the pillow, half expecting the pillow to reply, being like, hey, who the hell are you coming into my carriage and shouting at me? <laughs> <laughs> this person in the train stew, do we yes. recognise them? Uh, no. Kenny, I think as the most, let's say, understanding one of the group, why don't you have a look? Okay. Kenny tiptoes over to this sleeping figure and before waking them up, wants to see if they can see anything that suggests they shouldn't. This sounds like a move. Let's go behind the substitute. So if you could roll for me, Kenny, plus charm, please. Kenny is a plus one to charm. And Kenny did not roll well. Kenny rolled a four plus one, so that's a five. But I level up. Oh, congratulations. Okay, with a five, unfortunately, you don't do what you were intending to do. Maybe he goes to very gently peel back whatever whatever's covering their face and then just sneezes really loud. Achoo! Oh my God, I'm so sorry. So what happens is you've tried to peel back this chrysalid cocoon of comfy clothing that the person is sleeping in and you very much aggressively end up invading their space. And there is a flash of light as a, a Pokeball on their person releases instantly. Tom, what Pokemon comes out of the Pokeball? It's looking defensive. It's looking fairly aggressive. I think it's a Foratress. Whoa. A Foratress? Yeah. Bug steel, defensive. Yeah, this steely bug. Foratress. Emerges reflexively out of its Pokeball, almost as if it's released itself. And it's looking aggressive looking like it's about to ready some spikes or something and this lazy hand just emerges from the cocoon and and waves the foratress down is like no no buddy don't don't worry about it all right just come back in the ball okay and he wipes a little bit of sneeze off his face i am so sorry for the sneezing thing absolutely fine if you could just leave and just let me let me sleep here that would be great Oh, you see, uh, they're kind of in in our carriage. Sorry. You see Brandy at the back, literally like pure red. There's steam coming off her. She's she's begging Theo to just hold me back, Theo. I'm going to explode. I'm going to kill this guy. Uh, Stu, is this male or... Well, this is male presenting. Very, very long, black, quite scraggly hair. Not too dissimilar to yours, actually, Kenny. Some streaks of grey, speckle, definitely showing a bit of age there. Late 40s. A very uncouth, unkempt appearance. Tired, bloodshot eyes. That's the face you can see. Look, I'm I'm really sorry. This is actually our carriage. Listen, if, if you're just really quiet, all right? And you, if you all just sit over there and don't make a noise, it, uh, I guess you can come in if you want. <laughs> Theo's hand goes from being on Brandy's shoulder to over Brandy's mouth. Okay, but the thing is, we're about to have an in- inspection any minute now, and you might be kicked out. Okay, well, what was your name? Oh, hello, I'm Kenneth Mullet. Okay, Kenneth, whatever. Um, Call me Kenny. I'll, Kenny, I'll deal with that as and when. But according to my watch, I can get another five minutes sleep. So why don't you just hush hush and let me let me lie here. Okay? And he just kind of like covers himself back up. I throw out Scroopy. <laughs> I say, Scroopy, poison sting on his bum. Oh my god, great. Okay. <laughs> and I'm roll, gonna sting this guy. Roll, kick some kick some frost slice, I guess. So roll. Plus tough. Oh, for me or Because this is less of a Pokemon battle, we can just roll this for sure. Brandy. Okay, yeah. cool. Plus two tough for Brandy. 
or just about needed it as well. Rolled a five and a one, so six plus two, so eight. The poison sting fires out of Gary the Scroopy's uh, tail? I think Gary just stings him with the tail. Just goes straight up and, and gives yeah. him a sting. Okay, great. And it goes it goes through the padding, the, the poison point, through all the layers of, of fluff, and stings him correctly on the on the left butt cheek. Is this, that, is this that, would correct. That, that would be correct. That would be correct. I just, I just wanted oh, that. It was, actually, it was actually the right butt cheek. You only got a mixed success, Tom. Yes, uh, true. And yeah, this definitely gets a, more of a reaction. He yells out, and this time, Foratress, who had actually not totally returned, um, because this is a mixed success. Did he uh, did he mid return? So he had the like red laser and was going back in, but then stopped yeah, yeah, midway through, and then the laser that... reformed. Wait as... a second! Comes over, and he might actually go for a, for an instant rapid spin on Gary the Scroopy. So I think Gary Scroopy takes a little bit of harm, unfortunately, in this moment. Oh, what? This brutal foratress just comes over, and it's not it's not a big hit, but as we say, this is quite. I think already you get the sense this is quite a high level foratress. So this rapid spin is enough to sort of flick Scroopy away and take a point of harm. If this guy is now up and he's like, okay, all right, all right, what the, whoa. Listen here, mate, you've not got five minutes left. You've got zero minutes left because this is our carriage that we paid for. All right, all right. First of all, you owe me an antidote. That's, You're not that's poisoned. the will You're of the poisoned. universe. Gary, Gary can't I poison might be. anyone. I can might... you? Gary, can you poison people? Scroopy. <laughs> oh, that was that was. I'm sorry. I thought it was just the name of the move. I mean, I'm... come on! It's a poison move. It's injected venom into my butt. All right, all right, Sensei. All right, Mister. I know everything about Pokemon. I didn't ask for your lesson. You're not Theo, okay? The only person I will accept a lecture from, and even then, it's questionable, is Theo, and that's this person here. I don't know who you guys are. Three rapscallion nothings. But listen. Oh, that's a much better nickname, by the way, guys. We should go with that. The Rapscallion Nothings. I like it. Kenny, we're trying to be intimidating here. We're Sorry. trying to kick this yes. guy out of our carriage. Grr! Kenny, unleash a dark power or something. I don't do... What are you talking about? Great job on the laying low there, mate. I'm just here, okay, because I I can't be out there. If, if, if they come and see me, they're going to say, no, get back to the trainer lounge. That's where your allocated seating is. And I just, oh, I can't. I can't deal with that situation and those people and the just, oh, and the chat, chat, chat about trainer this and battle this and league that. Says says the man who was trying to lecture me on a Pokemon move not two seconds ago. That sounds like they're right up your street. They'll know what Poison Sting does. Yeah, most people know what Poison Sting does. where, Where are you even from? What backwards... Backwater, no place. We're from Surfloat Town. We're from a place much nicer than whenever you're from, where they didn't even teach you manners. Oh, so we're just giving information to strangers, are we? That's. I don't care, Theo, as long as it gets him out the carriage. I don't think this is getting him out the carriage. He seems to just be more entrenched in staying here, the more annoyed he gets. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is the one logical person in this whole group. You've, you've clearly antagonised me, and that's made me not want to do what you want to do. You understand? We've you understand cause and effect? You antagonizing Theo, hold Bra- me back. Brandy, hold me back. Brandy, find the pillow again. Find the pillow. Find the, I Where's find the, the pillow? pillow. I just go. <laughs> Sir, what is your name? My name is Cassius. Cassius Flash, and he flashes literally a. Uh... Whoa! Whoa! Theo does not look away. You stay away from the daycare. and cassius shows you his trainer card which does indeed say cassius flash s rank trainer of the pokemon league s rank s rank 
S oh. rank trainer. Yeah. Oh no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. You see their picture again. Looks as if they're half asleep on it. Maybe he's blurred, almost like he's moving out of frame. And that was the best take they had. Look, I don't want to leave. And unless you know you want to take this seriously, then I don't think we've got any more to say to each other. Cassius, you interesting man. Uh, why don't you? And uh, Theo tries to sort of give like a large-eyed look at everybody else. It seems like you're a bit bored and you're looking for, for something interesting to do with somebody who's not another boring Pokemon League trader, another future Boromir draws. Am I right there, Cassius? Cassius, buddy! Buddy. Brandy, what's happening? I don't know. I think I think Theo's doing banter. I... I also want to know what's happening. <laughs> I also want to know what's happening because this is very odd. I was just thinking, like, and then... Theo tries to give another sort of notable look to the others of just like, go with me. And Theo's like, why don't you stick around? Because something interesting could happen. And it might be good to have a another trainer around with us, maybe, in that situation. Guys, maybe, if we just had a S-rank trainer around, if anything weird in the sure. inspection happened. Yes, for just the inspection, it would be good for an S-rank trainer to be around if anything goes wrong, and perhaps we can re-decide after said inspection. Right, Theo? That would be a very logical course of action, and therefore I wholeheartedly endorse it. Good. Excuse me while I stick my head out of the window with this pillow. The conclusion to all this is that I can I can go back to sleep. I mean, the fact is you are we are going to be inspected in now about a minute, so... Well, we should have been inspected about ten minutes ago. Inspection begins! Inspection begins! <laughs> it's beginning! Who's that Pokemon? Move to port, Captain Deli. We- we're going to hit that midsection. I want to hit it. I want to hit the midsection. Sergeant Deli, there are hundreds on board! I was captain a second ago, don't you demote me. Don't you demote me, deckhand, Bills. You're the one who wants to hit the midsection, Deli! Of course I want to hit the midsection. This freight is full of passengers who need a midsection in their lives. Don't you passengers? I'll hail the midsection! All hail the midsection! Welcome to my cult, my midsection cult! (laughs) I had nothing to add to that. (laughs) Nothing at all. (laughs) Fair enough. Sometimes that's how it goes with the midsection. Ali was the midsection. He was the one we hit. What am I today, Tom? Uh, today, Ali, you, oh, you're a critical ditto favourite. I know, but what's about the midsection? <laughs> <laughs> We've got a character suggestion from, and wait for it, Crandon Creations. Wait! For those who don't know, Crandon Creations has done some amazing fan art for us because, you know, they're amazing. So thank you for all those. Follow them on at Crandon Creations on Twitter. And, you know, let's take this opportunity to just thank them. Thank you. And, thank and, thank and everyone who does fan art. You rock! Yeah, thank you to all of you. You're all amazing. Um, so Crandon writes, Hello, everyone. I hope you're all doing well. Well, being sensitive now, Crandon. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> no. This is this email was sent very much pre... Uh, this pre, is in the before the before This times, is in the before yeah. times. They've said, I offer you a possible addition to your incredible world. Aww. Oh, Crandon. Crandon. The Wonder Guard Pokemon Sanctuary. It's the equivalent of an animal shelter run by a kind-hearted couple, Cedric and Philip, who take in abandoned and unwanted Pokemon. People can adopt these Pokemon for a small price. The couple's Pokemon that help to find care for these abandoned Pokemon are a Magmar, Egg Caretaker with a Flame Body, and a Bellossum, and of course, a Shedinja, 
I hope you like it. Thank you for all the joy your podcast brings every episode. Oh, Grandon. I do love it. I feel like we tainted their gorgeous, <laughs> cute idea with horror shedinjas in the last arc. Hashtag not all shedinjas. Not all shedinjas are horror shows. That's the thing. I love this. So did we? So it was Cedric and Philip. Gay rights. Could this be? Could this be General Phillips? I don't. I don't know. If, I mean, he's been hitting on Brandy's mum a lot, hasn't he? I mean, he he's only human. He's only human. It's an open relationship. If this is General Phillips, would it make sense that this is so- somewhat near the Pokemon League? Maybe it's like in the Pokemon League. I feel like it would be fun if it was in like the Berkshire to the Pokemon League's London. If it's just like a, it's a, it's an easy magnet trade away, and it's where <laughs> it's where he goes when he needs to shut it all out. So General General Phillips is getting on the train. He's like, right, babe, I'll see you later. You have fun in the sanctuary. I've got to, I've got to get the early the early seven twenty. You know how it is. I like that this, so this Pokemon Sanctuary was definitely Cedric's dream. And because Phillips is in love with Cedric and had, you know, worked up the Pokemon ranks, you know, for for his own career, but also to think he could help start this charity with Cedric and help Cedric's dream come true to create this Pokemon Sanctuary where they took in, you know, Pokemon that were unwanted. Perhaps Cedric himself is is someone who was uh, not wanted by their parents and perhaps put up for adoption. Is that is that maybe why General Phillips hates nepotism? Yeah, I think that's a great great tie in there. Phillips provides sort of the funding. Well, I guess Phillips is very well very well connected, involved high up in the Pokemon League in the military. He might he might come across a lot of discarded Pokemon. Maybe all of Phillips's Pokemon are unwanted Pokemon from the sanctuary. Like Alchemy was a discarded Pokemon. Oh, that's good. Maybe Phillips doesn't go out and catch Pokemon. It's only rescued Pokemon that Phillips chooses to you know, partner with. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you, Crandon. And if anyone else out there has NPC or, or world aspect suggestions, please do send them in to us at criticalditto at gmail.com because um, they are fantastic and we love, love having them. Midsection, thank you for letting us hit you. Can you release us? Nope! You're mine forever! Ah. Well, we're still in the midsection. This was all your fault, Deli. You can have the captain's hat. I'm going overboard! I'm jumping in again just to say that we have another promo for you all, all you lucky fans of actual play podcasts. This is a promo for Green Mountain Mysteries. The GM, of course, is Albion on our Discord server. So thank you, Albion, for sending this in and for being such a great member of the Discord and for running your own game. Now, I will say, Albion, having listened to the trailer, it sounds like you are directly shooting some shots at Critical Ditto here, but you know what? That's fine. We're all friends here. And you know what? I think I agree with you, Albion. You all listen to the trailer and you'll know what I'm talking about. But yes, Green Mountain Mysteries, here we go. Have you ever tried to listen to actual play podcasts only to find out they sound like this? (laughs) Here at Green Mountain Mysteries, we have the solution. We are an actual play podcast that takes it very seriously. And also one of our players is a butt doctor. We swear it's good. Green Mountain Mysteries, every other Wednesday on the Pocket Podcast Network or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Who's that Pokemon? It's Foratrus. All right, so yes, as he's about to sort of like bed back down, you hear the inspection beginning in the passenger car. I will explain the fact that this was a little delayed by the fact they had to do two cars before this. Nice. It all makes perfect oh, sense. Ah, good DMing. They got held up at the daycare. 
<laughs> yeah. Timmy forgot his ticket. It was oh, it was horrendous. There's two banks of booths and one inspector per booth. Two people enter the, the passenger car uh, dressed quite smartly in official train uniform, uh, which looks like David. What does, what does the official train uniform look like? It looks like David, you just said. <laughs> just David's face just all over a jacket. <laughs> just orange fur coats and, uh, <laughs> and then some gym kit underneath. Um, okay. All right, an orange, an orange decal. Okay, I, great. Yeah, I'm so... gonna say it's it's an orange, kind of like a bellboy, but with um sort of very large Nidoran esque padded shoulder blades. Nice, orange and purple. I think that's a good that's a good mix, actually, isn't it? Oh, it's it? a yeah. terrible mix, but I couldn't be more excited. Great. So there's this, as you say, quite bellboy esque little hats, ostensibly smart, um, a male and female, and the male the male character looks fairly un unremarkable. Quite a big mustache, actually. <gasps> Definitely well-tended, nice facial hair, uh, a large-ish nose. But the second inspector, the female, Kenny, your heart jumps into your throat, I think, for a second, as you see your sister, Melissa Mullet, in full train garb, begin inspecting booths on the other side of the passenger car. <gasps> what? Which, Brandy, I suppose you would also you would also recognise Melissa, I think? We used to be friends. Used to be uh, friends, Brandy's right. still yeah. got her head out the window with the pillow. Oh, oh God, oh God, hide, hide, hide me, hide me, hide me, please, please, Mr. Uh, Cassius, le- please just let me in under your, I, I need to hide, please. All right, okay, this feels like a roll. So I, it sounds like your your approach is a desperate plea. <laughs> you could think... say that, you could say, <laughs> you could say that. If you're being polite. Kenny, one of the questions in Behind the Substitute is how, how could I get your character to do something? So if you would like to roll a plus charm for me. Oh, this did not go well last time. But it went well this time. That is a 12, Stu. Oh, sh- oh, shugly boogly. That is, that is a six and a five plus one. Snuggly boggly. Hello. Well, on a 10 plus, you get to ask two questions. I think still on a, on a 12 plus, you do get to ask an extra question. So you actually get three questions Whoa. to use. What you could do, rather than asking all three in this one moment, maybe you, what you do is you take... Take two questions with Cassius Flash and save them, bank them, yeah, um, for another time. Well, the first one will be what you said. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna open this to the table. How how do we think, knowing what we know about Cassius Flash and Kenny, how do we think we could get Kenny inside his sleeping bag? If I'm hiding, he can have my ticket. Oh my god! So we swap tickets. Yeah, so he yeah. can literally. So Kenny gets the S class trainer lounge ticket. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> because he doesn't even want to go to the S class train. He doesn't want to be there. He literally has no interest in being there. He swaps tickets with Kenny, uh, but is allowing Kenny to hide, so Kenny's ticket isn't going to be inspected. I think people will believe that I'm an S-class trainer. Literally, uh, five minutes ago, we said you actually look fairly similar, except for the fact that he's like 50. Well, yeah, a little bit. Has yeah. like grey hair. With a little bit of masking, could pass. Maybe the picture um, hasn't been updated in like 20 years. Yes, Cassius yeah, it's just so doesn't old. Care. It's so, he's never, never bothered to turn up the league for the updated <laughs> photo. So it's actually Cassius in his 20s. Perfect. There's a bit of back and forth between Kenny and Cassius, but I think Cassius understands the the desperation of Kenny there's as we said with Kenny there's something some weird unnatural part of him that just gets that trusting element out of people okay look if we swap tickets then I can stay in this carriage you do whatever and I'll hide you for now deal fine but you can't let the woman inspector see the name on this ticket okay okay Kenny Mullet isn't here Kenny Mullick's not here. Okay, so they're not swapping tickets now, but they will after the inspection. They will post-inspection. Okay, great. So, yes, Kenny, you, you climb into the sleeping bag. Um, <laughs> it's very cosy. It's very lovely. Oh, it's, um, it's warm. You've been in here a while. 
Is there a little bit of we in it? (laughs) Kenny feels right at home. He's not incontinent. He's just very lazy. So Kenny gets into the sleeping bag, leaving Cassius lying on the the bench, looking even more padded than they were before. Theo and Brandy on the other side. Yeah. And currently, Melissa is doing the other side of the the carriage. So your inspector actually is this, this male character. What is the name on the name tag, please, Tom? The name is Bobbitt. Billington. Bob, Bob, I've got his voice. Hello, folks. My name's Bobbert Billington. I'll be your, your trainers. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, Bobbert. Bobbert Billington. Bobbert, my name's Bobbert Billington. I'll be your trade inspector for this uh, for this little little section. Just want to get this done nice and quickly. So if you could just uh, present your, your tickets, I can check them. Okay. I've got mine and my colleagues here. Yep. Uh-huh. We've got a, a, a Brandy. Uh, any second name there, Brandy? Or is it just... Nah, I'm just Brandy, really. Just, That's kind just of brand, Brandy. All right, all right. Yep. And we've got a uh, we've got a Theo. Yeah. Just a Theo. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the, Mysterious no punch, aren't you? No surnames on this, guy. <laughs> we, uh, we get rid right. of surnames of the church. It's... I understand. All right, so we've got Brandy. Th- well, yeah, you're all, you're all bucked in. And, and, and you, sir? And and Cassie's flash flashes the the license and the and the ticket and everything. He says, "Look, look, I know Bob Bobbert was it? Yeah, I know. I'm not supposed to be here, okay? But these lovely people have just let me in, just for now. And I, I promise, as soon as this is done, I will get straight back to the the, the train lounge. No, no worries. All right. Well, but as long as you promise, don't be a bother. Don't be boisterous. Look, bo- <laughs> Bob. Don't too Bobbert, be boisterous now, Bobbert. You know me. I'm not a boisterous kind of boy, am I? Well." Well, did you did you say <laughs> Boel? <laughs> well, you better behave, Boel. Okay. Oh, you better believe it, Bobby. But but I understand. You can stay. All right, you are all right. you are an S class trainer. I I am an S class trainer. It's true. Bravo. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Bobbert. Bobbert, could you talk about how brilliant you think Boizels are for a second, or is that a <laughs> bloody Boizels are brilliantly brilliant? Tell me when they tell me about when they use bubble. Please, Bobbert, please. Uh, bubble, I love bubble, I love bubble beam. I love beams and bubbles blowing out from their blowholes. This is um brandy. Talk about talk about what you can see about brandy here. Oh, brandy, do you have a blastoise? I bloody love a blastoise. Love. Especially, especially, especially brandy's blastoise. You have no idea like how dig- hard it is to, for Kenny to stay silent. Bobbert, Bobbert Billington. Okay, excellent. So Bobbert Billington, and I think then Bobbert, Bobbert gets a little beep on his beeper. A little Bobbert beep. Bobbert, you've got a beep. Bobbert, you've got a beep. My apologies. I must take my beeper. And Bobbert reads his beeper. And Tom, what it says on the beeper is random poker powers inspection triggered for this carriage. And Bobbert sort of like he apologizes and he says, "I'm I'm sorry, folks. Some 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 carriages will just have to do this. It's totally random, but we're just going to have to uh, have to administer a little a little test." Is it by the book? Oh, very by the book. Okay. What is a random poker powers test? And Bobbert gets out this small device that they've been carrying, and there's definitely like a a Team Helsing like logo on it. Oh God! This is the messing up Kenny's life carriage. Quite clearly. I just like to remind you of that twelve that I rolled. <laughs> yes, this. Uh, uh, yes, Team Team Helsing have uh, very very valiantly donated um, some of these um, poker power detection kits that we've been using. I, the um, the the chief, the train chief, is um, a, 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 a bit of an apologist. We've been ordered to carry out some of these uh, tests on on random carriages. It's okay. Of course. And it's looking for whether I have supernatural powers. Yes, yes, I, you, yes. You must have heard on the on the news. There's been um, there's been a bit of a 
bit of a furore recently. Uh, there was some news footage of an event at the uh, at the Pokemon League uh, and uh, something something in Surfloat Town as well. It, 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 I think some people are a little nervous, so we're just carrying out some random random tests. Honestly, nothing to worry about. It's very it's very rare, and honestly, I, I'm sure you know you know if you, if you were spalting a boulder from your behind. You're just... <laughs> uh, all right, and I. Ha- is this optional, or am I? Are you telling me I've got to do this? You understand, Brandy. My beeper has uh, has already told me I have to do it, and uh, you know it would be against the regulation for me to not do it. It's just the three of you in this carriage, so I'll just do a, a quick boop boop and uh, and be on my way. <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. So Bob gets out this strange device, and it sort of like locks onto your your forehead. <laughs> what noise does it make? The Helsing Helsing device. What noise does it make? Scanning for the powers. <laughs> Gonna find the powers. When I find the powers, you will all be done. <laughs> this is me, the poker powered scanner. Vaughn made me. I'm scanning your brain. <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait for god, that the Pokemon Scanner's next album. Do you know what? I'm not a fan of Team Helsing, but I like that they've been invented with that because it could have just been a beep. I mean, I love beeps. Bleepy, bleepy, bloops. <laughs> And that's, but, why you're not, you know, that's why you're not inventing the scanner. That's, exactly, that's why I'm an inspector on this train. And not, not, not one of those Team Helsing boffins. Scans Brandy, no response. Scans Theo, no response. Leans over to the kind of the weirdly reclining Cassius. And Kenny, you sort of, it obviously doesn't latch onto you because you're hidden away. But as you feel Bobbert moving it across the sleeping bag, there's this like horrible humming that goes on in your brain. Ooh, does it hurt a little bit? Yeah, it definitely hurts a little bit. Take three harm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Kenny's> unconscious. <laughs> it scans Cassius, no real issue there. And Bobbert sort of looks at the readings, he's like, oh, very good. Thank you. And have a wonderful journey. And he's just as he's about to leave, there's some noise and commotion and a shout from the other side of the passenger car. Kenny, you can hear your sister shouting and someone else shouting as well. Melissa is trying to communicate to this passenger that they have to come with her. The passenger is reacting incredibly defensively, very aggressively towards Melissa. Bobba sees this. Oh, I'm barely me, Barry. I I have to go, and rushes over to the other side of the train car. What what Pokemon partner does does Bobba have that he releases at this point? Dwebble. A Dwebble. A Dwebble is lovely. Bobbert has a Dwebble and he releases a Dwebble. Melissa releases a Ally. What's what's Melissa's Pokemon partner? A Croconaw. Oh, lovely. Okay, so she releases her, her Croconaw at this time as well. And between Bobber, Melissa, Croconaw and Dwebble, they are able to subdue this passenger. And, it, you know, there's quite a few people leaning out of their passenger cars now. From the, the device that is on the passenger's forehead, it becomes quite clear that she had also done a random test. And this test had come up positive. David, what, what does this other passenger look like? Can you see any distinguishing features from where you are, Thea? The trainer looks like a fairly normal, sort of medium-height woman, short crop of greyish hair. If there's one defining feature about this woman, her eyes look a bit like a meow stick. So this whole commotion is happening out there, and if no one else intervenes, Melissa and Bobbert and their Pokemon subdue this this woman. I turn to Cassius and say, uh, Hello? Hello? That, are you not going to do anything? That feels very much do, like do what? harassment. And you're an S-class trainer. Cassius shrugs and says, "It's it's their train. What jurisdiction do I have here?" You're an S-class trainer. You you just you you basically own the train. Trainers are attached to the Pokemon League, and they work for the Pokemon League, and they are assigned jobs. And I try my darndest to avoid 
that duty whenever I can. I poke my head into the sleeping bag and I say, Kenny, are you all right with this? Are you going to stand by and let this happen? Because I feel like we should do something here. Brandy, I'll, I'll help, but you have to promise that Melissa does not know I'm on this train. Melissa? And then Brandy takes another look and is like, oh my God, it's your sister. I know, and apparently my sister's rounding up people like me. I think Theo clutches at Brandy's knee in a way that is very much just like a, please, please stop talking for a moment. Brandy, you, you can't ask Kenny to try and solve this. You can't ask the vulnerable to try and help other vulnerable people. Like, if we throw Kenny into this situation, it only makes everything harder for Kenny. If it's going to be anybody who solves it, it's us. Well, Theo, let's solve this situation. Oh, no. <laughs> Brandy's gonna run out into the corridor and she's gonna do a little performance and just say, Stop hurting that woman! I saw the real culprit! The real poker powers! They're invisible! They were sitting in front of her the whole time! They ran that way! Oh my god, Melissa! my face i could see it i could see it in the in the it sort of dented her dress while you were doing the thing they've just run that way i'm getting a sense of what you're trying to do so let's just work out what move would be best i think this might be an act under pressure actually tom just a straight up rolling plus cool uh brandy is a plus one at cool because she's one cool lady hey boy Oh, oh boy! Oh, I level up. Hey! Which is oh, a plus. No. But oh I, no! I rolled a five plus one, so it's a six. Uh oh! Uh oh! Hard move time. Oh no! It was all to be so simple. Uh, why um, did you think this was going to be simple? <laughs> Theo, you told me that we had to do something. We had to protect the vulnerable. I said if. I said if. The last time you tried to help vulnerable people, somebody died in a fire. Why did you think this was going to be the conclusion? Okay, Brandy exits the Sir Floatzel's passenger car, acting entirely on instinct, adrenaline running, and launches into this this concocted story about an invisible poker-powered person who escaped elsewhere. Do you know what? It's quite clever, and with a different role, <laughs> it could have gone it could it have gone very clever. differently. Unfortunately, this is not the case. And the the woman, the meowstic eyes and the slightly dark grey hair that David described, she is in a sense of real uh, shock, stress terror, fear, that is only compounded when this pink-haired girl comes dashing out of her carriage, pointing, screaming wildly. She can't hear exactly what the words are. It's a sensory assault, and there's something in her. This darkness starts growing, and Melissa and Bobbert, who were holding on, and, and the Dwebble and the Croconaw, who were, who were trying to restrain her, suddenly feel this energy and this pulse, and see her veins take on this strange purpley colouring, similar to what Kenny's looked like in the Sephiroth tree suddenly they feel like they can't quite hold her anymore and the woman turns and looks at brandy dead on and those eyes that looked slightly like a meow sticks before are suddenly electric yellow with this slit of blue and fires this psychic pulse Vroom! 
You know what? I've started to side with Team Helsing, to be honest. This is <laughs> completely out of control. Well, that's, the, that's kind of the point, Tom. That's kind of the point. Um, this, this horrible pulse flies down and strikes Brandy square in the chest. And Brandy, it feels almost like you've been shot. It's like this, <gasps> you know some serious damage has been done to you. You fly backwards God. against the, the, the beam of the door that leads to your carriage. And you just sort of slump down. Take three harm, I think. It's really, it's really nasty. Oh, yeah. God. It's a really, wow. really brutal hit. So that takes me fully to the not okay level. Yeah, you're not unstable, but you're like not okay. I'm so sorry about oh, that. Tom, wow. but that's what that's that is what happens. And there's this. There is like a scream and shout from many people in the carriage. Melissa clocked Brandy. Her eyes horribly wide, but then. She was like, I can't do anything right now. I need to get this woman out of this carriage. So she's seen you, Brandy, but in this moment, she's not coming. Could I could I take this moment to, in our new map in front of us, just create the infirmary carriage car? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think we're going to need a medical car. Um, I could go to the yoga car for some restorative healing of the spirit. <laughs> bit of Reiki. Tom, you could go to one of the two furnaces and just end it all. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, there we go, and then we've just we've obviously got to put nursering in there as well. A nursering. I think nursering might have transferred. I love that. <laughs> wow. Melissa leaves, but puts a call out on the train PA system. We uh, medics, medics to passenger car three, um, but they take this woman off towards the front of the car. Those who are able to do anything, what do you do? Kenny immediately jumps out of the carriage and goes to Brandy's side. Oh my God, Brandy, are you okay? You look Again. like you're in so much pain. Theo, I thought we were going to do a jump out plan together. I thought I thought that's what you meant. Yeah, I was going to help you. I was going to do something, but then you very quickly got terribly wounded before I could do anything. But I can do something in this situation, which I, I hope can help. And I'm going to say that Theo sends out Togekiss to use life due, removing one point of harm at the very least to try and ease her pain. Okay, we should make that a roll so that it's not just a superpower that you have. Sure. Yeah, Is that fair? that's fair. Yeah. Let's make this a, a help roll. So, do you have have we have we written down your bonds with Brandy? What does that mean, bonds? Is that another plus one, plus two thing? It's a, it's either a plus one, plus two, or plus three. But the idea is like, if you have a moment with a char- another character, or you feel like, you know, you've done something to really help the other person out, you can level up in a bond, okay? And then it, to plus two, and then to plus three, and then you level up fully, so it becomes a whole other rank of bond. It's a bit like uh, Fire Emblem, mm. where once you've leveled up, you then learn something more deep about each other. I think for now, I think plus two is fair. So 2d6 plus two. 11. Whoa! Oh, lovely. You fully succeed and you manage to uh, remove a point of Brandy's harm immediately with the help of Togekiss, who comes out of their Pokeball, sparkling pink purpley light, gets to work on assisting Brandy straight away. There's a few people in the in the passenger car well who've got out of their booths and are like looking over to make sure things are okay, but I think they see Theo and, and Togekiss standing over Brandy, looking like they know what they're doing, uh, doing some really nice uh, healing work. So there's a there's a calmness that comes over the car. They're waiting for mm. the medic to come, but there's not that quite as much panic as there was. Mm. Um, Mr. Flash, do you have anything that can help my friend here? She just took a big hit. Cassius has been obviously purporting themselves to be very lazy but actually i feel like in a in a crisis is the kind of person that just very quietly but very seriously gets on with what what needs to be done mm. comes out of the car 
drops the sleeping bag and drops that whole like displeasured look and actually just gets to work it's weirdly professional they flash the s-class card just tells everybody to get back a little bit i like the idea that people were getting kind of worried and kind of talking yeah. and he sort of managed yeah, to yeah, put yeah. a stop to that immediately no more needs to be done you will need to return to your carriages and i think foratress is out there as well maybe maybe setting up a little spike barrier around just like <laughs> keeping people out just like setting the spikes like <laughs> Fortress, fortress, fortress. And I guess I guess the medic people arrive fairly swiftly. Take a look at Brandy. Thank Theo for their for their work and Togekiss's work, and say, right, we we need to get um, this this person to the medical bay. Uh, you like, think now? Yeah, like, now? right now. Okay. Like right now. And nurse nursering. Yes, yeah, so, nursery's there. Nursering, Teddy. Nursering. <coughs> Cassius, you got your wish. You can stay in the carriage. <laughs> Cassius sort of looks back, doesn't smile, quietly goes back into the passenger car, almost sheepishly. And yeah, you guys are transported to the medical car, which heretofore did not exist. Into the medical bar, uh, the medical, medical car. bar. Um, <laughs> I love the idea that the medical car also has a bar attached. Oh, there's definitely a bar. It's one of those like pilot bars, though, where only only if you're an accredited doctor or whatever do you get like the really the really good stuff. It's very exclusive. Is it like a what's your poison? We got a paralyze heal antidote awakening. What what do you what takes your fancy? Got a really a really brassy Blissy at the bar, just like a sort of Nancy from Oliver, but Blissy. All right, all right, yeah, okay. I'm just gonna sound like Brandy. Blissy, Blissy. <laughs> Why did we waste any time in our carriage? We should have just come straight here. As long as he Blissy. Yes, yes. That's right, he does, Blissy. So yeah, you're you're rushed in. Brandy's on this stretcher bed, giving some immediate attention. Uh, nursing and a couple of chances attending to her. She's just taken into an, an assessment room. If we could just give us a little bit of space, then you can come in and visit her very soon. We just need to make sure she's stable and everything like that. We'll uh, we'll let you know as and when we can let you in. Okay. Kenny's been uh, very sheepishly goes and just sits down. Theo is torn between trying to use logic to get themselves a, a very bitter alcoholic beverage after discovering the taste for booze approximately. 16 hours ago um, <laughs> and uh, decides against it and uh, goes to sit with Kenny Theo I I don't know if I if you know about why I left home but I do not want to see anyone from my family I felt like maybe it might be a comfort to you having having run away to get to see somebody who loved you again after all the things you've been through don't get me wrong I'd love nothing more than to just go and give her a big hug, but I can't. Not until I know that I'm not a danger to her. If it helps, I don't know what you're going through. I, I'm trying to, both for my own benefit and for yours, but I know what it feels like to not feel comfortable around your family because of who you are. Thanks, Theo. That does help. God, I really hope Brandy's okay. Brandy will be fine. I think that between Togekiss and between that incredibly dubiously trained Ursaring that we keep running into, I really do genuinely think that Brandy will be fine. Inside infirmary, Ursaring has hooked Brandy up with. Oh God! You see, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get any drinks at the Blissy Bar. I haven't got a clue what goes on here. Um, I guess. I guess she's giving you a drip. Uh, 
um, and <laughs> tended to your wounds. Yeah, no, they they do what needs to be done. Brandy, you you might get a little a little visual of of the wound that was inflicted on you. Feel like it might leave a scar. What shape, Brandy? Does the uh, did the side beam blast leave on you? The burn might might reveal anything about the the user of said beam or the recipient. Well, what would it reveal about me? I don't know. What what scares you, Brandy? And I don't mean like bugs. I mean, like, deep in your soul, what scares you? I suppose it's that fear of not being good enough, of thinking that I'm actually not good enough to be a Pokemon trainer, that I've I actually turned my back on the best part of my life, and really it was only going to be as good as it was going to be with when I was travelling with Gary Smoke, and I turned my whole back on that. Could it resemble, like, a gym badge, or the Pokemon League winner's decal in some way? Is it an S? S S for S class, yeah, that's quite cool. But she'll actually. never, she'll never reach that height. So it's not, it's not like a perfect S. It looks almost accidental, but that's the scar that is left. This S almost taunting you, Brandy, suggesting that you're scarred with this S, but you'll never be able to own it. Ursaring bandages that up, gets it covered, gets it treated, gets it dressed. The who was the human who who came in as well? I think it was a a, a person called Bobbin. Bobbin and Bobbit on the same train. Well, I, I didn't say that. You said that. I didn't <laughs> know what the name. How about Robin? Robin. Okay, Robin. She has very very short cropped hair, blue scrubs. Robin's a professional, and Robin comes over, just squeezes your hand, Brandy, and just says, "Are you all right?" Is that? Is that a scar, or is that is that going to heal? I've I've seen um, similar wounds like that present scar tissue. Yes. Okay. Well, I look. I I'm can so move. sorry. I can move, right? Well, I listen. I, I recommend you just resting for a little bit. We'll do everything we can. Hey, and... sorry. I'm really I'm really excited about my holiday. I've got. I can't really stay here, unfortunately. Uh, you've done a great job, uh, and you know, nursing Teddy. But... We've got to stop meeting like this. It's getting embarrassing now. Give yourself, give yourself an just, just an hour or so. I, 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 you know, we can give you some, some drugs and. I really get it. I really get you're trying to be nice, and that is nice. But I've really got to get going because there's so much we've got to see and and do. And, and I think Brandy just gets up and hobbles. Nursering sort of tries to <laughs> tries to stop you, and Robin senses something in you, some kind of weird sadness in this moment and realises that nothing she's going to say is going to stop you getting out of this this bed at the moment and sort of gives Nursering a look as if to say we've done what we can, we can't restrain her, we can't force her to stay in this bed Nursering looks saddened again and lowers their, their Ursaring paw and, and lets you painfully hobble out of the room. I feel like I've rejected the option of healing some more harm by Fair leaving enough. early, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? That's, that, that seems mechanically sound the door to the medical bay uh, infirmary opens. Theo, Kenny, you see Brandy emerge much sooner than you thought you maybe would see her. Uh, she's bandaged up, but she looks like she's she's hiding quite a lot of pain. Brandy just walks in. All right, guys, what are you what are you waiting around here for? Let's go. Let's get moving. We've got a we've got a holiday to be on. Brandy, what? That was so quick. Are you okay? Yeah, absolutely fine, Kenny. The important thing is, Kenny, are you okay? Because you know, you and your family and everything, and Melissa being on this train and us knowing what might happen to this train. Yeah, perhaps we should find somewhere where we could talk as just the three of us. If only we had a compartment. Well, we don't have a compartment, but 
We do have a mind palace. I can't. You've got a what? And I think at that point, Kenny puts his hand on Brandy and Theo and uh, is going to try to pull them both into his mind palace. Man, I like this. All right. Okay, I guess what... Oh, right. What is this? What is this roll then? I mean, I could just roll a plus weird. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> just about. <laughs> it's a seven. Oh, my it God. Is a, I, rolled, I rolled a five plus two, so that's a seven. Great. So you're pulled into... Kenny's strange mind palace escape. So Kenny, what does it what does it look like in this moment? This is the first time you've intentionally done this. This is quite a momentous time. Does it still look like that black, oily, weird environment that we knew from from previous times? Does it look any different? Has Kenny had any any chance to affect the environment that Yeah, uh, that you know, he's put he's into? put up some decorations. Uh there's a nice, some drapes. This nice, yeah. this nice window leading out into the other black oiliness. Um, Got a kitchen island yeah. in there now. <laughs> no, yeah. I do think yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think we are in black oily world, but where usually there's been a sort of over- overriding sense of dread, there's just a lot of calm. It looks very similar to the room they're currently in. Like if they're sitting, Ooh, if okay. they're sitting on hospital waiting room bench or chairs, they open their eyes and they're pretty much in the same seats in the same positions. Great. So can we have, if it is a sort of mirror, mirror, mirror world representation of the medical car we're already in, can we have, instead of the Blissey behind the bar, it's Pete behind the bar with a little bow tie. Right then. What can I fix y'all? Brandy, first of all, introductions. This is Pete, ah. the scallopede um, that was causing me to do a lot of evil things. But now we're kind of friends. This is my mind palace. I go here whenever I kind of black out a little bit. And that's now? Have we blacked out now? Um, Is this bad? Are we in a bad place? No. It used to be. But now it's... It's okay. And this is part of your your sort of powers and what you can do. Oh yeah. Oh, I came here all the time. I summer here. Ah, jokes. I like it. I like... Well, that makes me more calm. That you're so calm. Theo, are you calm? Would you like the pillow again? Brandy thinks about a pillow and a pillow appears in front of her. And she's like... What? Yeah, it's cool in here, right? Brandy thinks about an image of Gary Smoke. A little Gary Smoke replica appears. Hey, Brandy, what's up? And then I punch. <laughs> I kick him. I drop kick this tiny Gary Smoke. Oh, not cool. So as, as Brandy's exploring these strange new dreamscapes that she finds herself in, we fade out. An office in the engine room. This hunched, really quite large figure of a man wearing opulent orange, leaning over a a few screens and technical whizzes. And as we pan down, we see they are looking quite intently at one screen, which again has the Team Helsing logo. And this figure looks at the screen and sees a little red dot appear, smiles to themselves. Oh, it's a busy one today. So the train plot really starts to leave the station. Yep, yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna go with. I would like to do some thank yous for the end of the episode. I would like to thank the creator of Monster of the Week, Michael Sands, from which we based 
Pocketmonster of the Week, which is the game we are currently using that is always being adapted, always evolving, just like our Pokemon. Spoiler, they never evolve. There's only been one evolution. Come on, Stu. Sort it out. Sort it out. Uh, I'd also like to thank Braxton Burks and the Materia Collective for the albums Canto Symphony, Johto Legends, and Time and Space. And of course, Glitchex City for all of their music that can be found on the YouTube. Uh, I'd also like to thank the creators of Pokemon, Satoshi Tajiri and Junichi Masada. Uh, we are a fan-made, not-for-profit podcast and have no affiliation with Game Freak or the Pokemon Company. And finally, thank you all for listening. Remember that our promo this week was for Green Mountain Mysteries, so definitely check out that podcast when you get a chance. And finally, I'd like to thank David, Ali and Stu. But remember, folks, go catch them all. And that, no, actually, you know what? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in on this for a second. Yeah, I've had some criticisms about the ending, about it being not grammatically perfect. But I just want to say, sometimes it's more about how you feel than about things that are technically correct. I know you can't see this, but I'm doing inverted commas. Technically correct. And I realise it bothers some people, and I'm sorry. And I'm sorry, but to be honest, it fills me with joy. It fills me with joy to do it. And I'm going to keep on doing it, no matter what Ali says. So here we go again. Go catch them all. And by all... I mean your dreams. Go catch them your dreams. You know what I'm saying. I was going to say, I can't believe we literally went one carriage forward and two carriages back. (laughs) (laughs) If if that isn't a description of us as narrative storytellers, it's absolutely ludicrous.